Hello and welcome to Under the Heatland Podcast. My name is Caelan. Joining me today are my three refugees from Tomato Town. David. Hello there. George. Hello. And Don. Hello. Hello. Um, so this week is uh, the end of the app month. Ish. Last three weeks. Three yeah. Week, three. Um, and next week is episode 50. And it's also been one year since we started recording as of what was the date? As of April 1st. As so April two 1st. days ago was a year since we birthed the pod. Yeah. So um, shout out. I know there's a few people <laughs> who've been listening from the start. Our regulars, Matt, Tom, my sister. <laughs> um, anyone else? Us. Us, Us, Us? yeah. We kind of listen We've to our been listening. Yeah. 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 I think Stella listened to most of them. So. Ste- oh, yeah. Does she? Okay. Stella yeah. listened to most of them. So shout out to all those people. Hol- just, just Holly, John, George? Or- yeah, yeah. Occasionally. Not not everyone, but occasionally. Well, shout out to all our loyal fans. Um, <laughs> we'll be doing a celebrity episode celebrating both one year and, I guess, 50 episodes uh, next week. Yeah. But this week, we are talking about Parlour. Um, this is one, like Whisper, I feel like most, a lot of people wouldn't have heard of. Um, it's a right-wing alternative to Twitter which came about when um, there was this big discourse in America about uh, is social media left-wing? Is it banning right-wing content creators? And, you know, we've had some high-level, high-profile bannings mm-hmm. of people like Milo Yiannopoulos. And um, it was kind of the culmination of, like, a big cultural movement um, away from mainstream social media. And uh, unfortunately, none of us could fucking use the app. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> the first hurdle that we faced. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, David, why don't you why don't you tell the uh, audience what happened? Well, with uh, how we tried to log on to Parler, and it required a US um, phone number in order to create an account. Because I don't know if you guys looked at it before. I remember checking it out before when it first sort of got some like notoriety, and it was very much just a like Twitter clone in the fact that you could go on the website and then scroll through, you know, users' posts and things like that. Um, and then I think recently it sort of got a little bit more controversial with the Donald Trump times and it now has like a like a vetting process or an authorization process in order to, you know, vet users in, in the name of like protecting them. Mm. That's that's the thing, actually, because Kaylin said at the very beginning, it's like a, a right wing Twitter ass type of thing. I don't think the the app was actually made for that intent originally, right? It was. I think it was. Yeah, 100% yeah. Was. It was. Oh, yeah. really? It was always okay. made with freedom of speech in mind, and it was kind of a direct, um, uh, like response to Donald Trump's tweets being fact checked. Remember when oh, his tweets okay. would have the yeah. little facts underneath? Right. Okay. I didn't know if it was a case of just like you know wanting something that's freedom of speech and like you can say anything, or whether it was specifically because you know Twitter was kind of removing right wing stuff off of there so it was it was made like it's kind of a culmination of a lot of things there's been a drive for like a right-wing alternative to various websites that are considered left-wing and we'll we'll go more into that but in in the origin of this one it literally was like you know trump's getting banned trump's getting censored right-wing people are getting censored you know there's been congressional hearings where right-wing people are talking about how um left-wing social media is censoring um, their posts and all this sort of stuff. So it's 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 at least 
whether it's true or not, it's at least a big conversation topic in in the US and the UK as well. That was the big um, uh, the big Ted Cruz thing with the uh, Facebook uh, hearing, right? When he when he said that you basically said that Mark Zuckerberg was censoring anything like conservative or Republican based. Yeah, exactly. He did, and yeah, th- that fucking hero was hilarious. But um, <laughs> yeah, they were all asking him, like, you know, why are you can, why are you censoring all, uh, all conservatives? So like, why don't you censor the like left wing, blah blah blah? And he said, like, well, actually, the, there is a reason. It's just because you're saying racist stuff. You can't <laughs> yeah. say I'm right wing, like, um, yeah. So that, that's how it kind of came about. Um, it's also not on the app store. <laughs> like, you can't get the app. I, I downloaded the app. But I had to like. Um, downloaded like the APK file from the website directly, um, which which felt that was sketchy to do. But yeah, you you can't get the app. It's it's been removed off all of the app stores um, after the Capitol riots. Mm. Um, yeah, because at its peak, it was number one on the app store. Um, I think it had like eighteen million users at one point. Um, so it was definitely like really big. This was this wasn't like a tiny little app that kind of just got shut down straight away but mm. yeah after the capital riots um i think google and apple kind of realized like oh there was like real uh insights of violence on this app like people were literally like coordinating kind of like domestic terrorism so maybe it's not a good idea to kind of have this on on the app store and they took it both down and and also um i think you know this uh, aws like the amazon web service took down parlor they like blocked parlor from using their servers which is like by far like the cheapest way to host something like this so yeah i mean they just completely shut down the site for like quite a long time mm. until they could move like all their month. back-end yeah. stuff over yeah. yeah so that's that's the issue like you can get just chased off the internet because the, the, they'll always be able to remove a service that you need. And then mm. you end up, well, they can have like a right-wing web services thing now and like <laughs> right-wing web hosting. And that does exist, by the way. <laughs> what do you mean? Right-wing because web hosting? Say you like want to make like Stormfront, like a neo-Nazi website. You can't yeah. use like AWS or whatever. Like You can't use domain mainstream domain hosting. Sure. So there are servers just for like, neo-nazis yeah. and okay sort of and it's not like some dark web shit it's like it's not dark web shit it's just like you know hosting in like fucking ukraine or whatever. <laughs> yeah 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 because oh the private God. companies that are really big you know like cloudfare and stuff like they privately take down like hate speech sites um, yeah so it's just like you know they don't want to go through them i guess i always yeah. imagine like these right-wing companies whatever it's just like the office buildings are the same as like normal office buildings, but there's this like I don't know a Nazi flag on <laughs> on a wall every I mean, now and then or something. I don't think these people have offices. It's usually it will just be like one guy with a bunch of servers or something. Yeah. Mm. Like it's yeah, it's, it's not that legit. Um, but I guess someone's got to do it. Yeah, mm. yeah. But yeah, that that's parlor. I mean, it's essentially a Twitter clone, right? Yeah, yeah it, it still is. It's it's still like newsfeed and like following and trending um since like kind of the attacks that they've had on the site i mean nothing's really changed i i'm just imagining it's just like dying at this point um because like to go into a bit more depth as to why we couldn't make the accounts it could uh allow us to use a uk phone number for the account it just had this weird error message that wasn't completely clear that you couldn't use uh, a US number. 
Um, mm. So, like, we could sign up and everything, but, like, it just wouldn't go through. It just felt like something was wrong. Yeah, we had to do some yeah. extra digging around to find out what the actual issue was because it didn't... There was no, like, sign or saying any reason why we possibly couldn't enter it. Yeah, it's just, and even like, then, it's like, we hardly found any discussion on, like, that issue itself. Or, or nothing necessarily confirming that you need a US phone number specifically, even yeah. though it gives you the option of putting in any other phone number. Yeah, literally like, anywhere around the world. Mm. It's, it's so insane. I, I believe what it does is, once you sign up, it... it texts you via your phone like some kind of encryption thing and that's the way that you first authorize your account and mm. it just wouldn't do it for us so there's no way we can actually make one so. yeah well what that suggests actually is because they gave you the option to use international phone numbers but then the texting confirmation service just doesn't work to me that just suggests that whatever service they're using to do that text confirmation just doesn't work on like other mobiles and is like just kind of has this bug where it only works with US mobiles, but they like didn't, I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, communicated. Yeah, yeah. So you think it's a technical issue and not a I think not it's choice. 100% a technical yeah. issue. Like, why do, why would they have, they have, they, there's literally like every single country in the world's area code on that list. Yeah. Like, literally every single country. <laughs> if it was just, a, if it was just the US, it would, should probably say, like you know, we you have to have a US phone number, mm. which then is is very restrictive as well. Like I don't know, maybe they're not getting that many signups. Maybe who's everyone who's on there's already got an account. I don't know. Like, but it it seems pretty weird to not let people from outside the US join. Mm. It would be that sort of thing where it does feel a very you know modern day republic Donald Trump's Republican Party kind of platform. You know, I can't imagine if anyone in the world has actually like would we wouldn't have found out about Parler if it wasn't for. The, like the news and bad press it got yeah it's not like it's out there on the app store or it's doing something differently that can actually you know could actually draw people in apart from it being like look you can you can say what you want on here you yeah. won't get de-platformed <laughs> you know because yeah. yeah, that was their pipe dream right like they were i'm assuming wanting to be like the next big social media just like they thought they had the usp of you know we won't block any uh first amendment rights so yeah i mean it's kind of backfired i guess like sounds like uh, another another website we've covered on this uh yeah podcast. <laughs> i mean the the issue you always run into with these like total free speech platforms is it's just not it's not actually very viable no because well, if i'm just going on there making spammy ass posts all right we're gonna delete that okay you've already restricted my free speech at that point <laughs> and then like you know what if i'm just being an arsehole to everybody like, are you going to, like, they'll always end up banning somebody. Well, the thing is, they always sort of, like, say, as long as it's, like, civil discourse, which is just, you know, that weird way of saying, like, oh, you can, you know, you can say some questionable political views, depending on whether you're, like, a neo-Nazi or if you just happen to have some, you know, you know, you're, you're religiously against, like, gay people. Like, it's it's fine. It's just a different point of view. But if you're mean about it, Ooh, yeah, you know. it's like you see with like well, that's the, the UK... civility. Yeah. yeah, it's like the UK Parliament when it's like I don't know, you have them voting on whether to like kill homeless children or not, and then like <laughs> someone goes oh, like yeah, under their breath, like calls someone something a bit like bad, and it's like, oh my god, did you just like were you just yeah. disrespectful towards me? It's like, come on, like perspective, please. 
yeah absolutely like the politics of civility is 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 really big for the right wing like a lot of like centrists will be like left-wing people are just crazy you can talk to a right-wing person even a neo-nazi and they'll be friendly <laughs> buy you a beer shake your hand <sighs> and yeah. you know you'll hear a lot of that sort of shit much like, like that yeah. um that prank video that we saw a while ago you know where, remember where no it's a joey salads video right where, oh yeah, where Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the one yeah. where he he's like Bernie supporters. They're they're dangerous and you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they call me mean things on the street when I was yeah. definitely trying the to Trump like, get around. Are all right. Yeah, yeah. Like Trump supporters are fine. They're like, you know, if you don't support Trump, that's fine, no problem. But the Bernie supporters, all this sort of shit. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's definitely that perception. I know this is going to break in probably a lot into a discussion about like free speech and um, censorship and things like that. But just like to explain why it's a case of you know a lot of these views are kind of being like removed from on like from Twitter and things like that, and why people from the left maybe per se don't want to have interactions with them, it's because it's one thing for people to live with like different opinions, you know, like what your favorite fucking crisps are, but it's another thing where those opinions conflict with you on like a moral level. So when you see people on Twitter or whatever, like spouting a bunch of racist shit. Like you don't it's 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 almost like they feel that their free speech is just their right to say that, but then they can't have any critique to that. Like it's yeah. just fair game. Like there's there's nothing you could do against it. It's like, yeah, well I am a racist and what of it? You know? Yeah. When it's actually like, no, like people can shut you down and tell you to fuck off or whatever yeah. just as rightly as you have to say like that original statement well that's the thing about free speech is that kind of is the big contradiction in all of their complaining about twitter banning them is that it's a private company and if they don't want racists on there then they don't have to have racists yeah. on there yeah mm. like that's their free speech yeah it's their freedom of choice uh, yeah. to just say like okay we don't like what you're saying so you can like fuck off and we don't want to deal with yeah. you and it's like it's a direct response to that's the thing like holding up free speech like a big shield does not like just allow you to say whatever you want it's like yeah. you still have there's there are still consequences, consequences yeah to yeah. what you say and the consequences may be someone being like oh that guy's a fucking jerk or it may be like losing your job because people don't want to work with you or like things like that and it's kind of surely you should get that if you're saying this like really questionable stuff that people are like rallying against it or bad things are happening because of it it's like i don't know you have to yeah really like hold yourself to account with that stuff if you really really believe that like okay feel persecuted or whatever but it's just so stupid when you go against like anything but that's like, sure. again, it's, like the weird thing of like oh but i can say all this horrendous stuff like in a nice way about someone's the color of someone's skin but when they call me like a nazi that's really offensive yeah it's, it's like what? it's it's not people going against free speech like you're just being a cunt yeah. like it's it's a bit different like you can in theory say whatever but it doesn't mean that that's going to go completely like um what's the word you know like there's no consequence for any of it yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think sadly what a lot of this does and what parlor does as well is um you know like if you have more conservative views or like more bigoted views um a historical way of kind of curving that and widening, broadening your views is by just talking to people of the marginalized mm -hmm. groups 
that um, you've been hating in the past or just seeing that those people are real people. Like it's very common when people go to like university that their views get way more liberal because they're just seeing loads of like different cultures yep. and people of different like creeds and backgrounds to them. And they're like, oh, they're just normal people. Okay. Um, but if they're all going to parlor into this echo chamber, it's just manifesting and getting worse and worse and worse. And that's when you get like these big conspiracy theories or these big call to actions of like going on riots and stuff because mm. they're all just bolstering up their own bigoted opinions, um, you know, with like no backlash. I think yeah. the echo chamber side of, side of these things is really, really big because we've seen it a lot in terms of like, I think we've probably talked about it before, but when we had the election over here, I was like, oh man, like Jeremy Corbyn and Labour have a really good chance of getting in because mm. everyone that I associated with uh, online essentially is a supporter of those sort of views. And then the rest of the country isn't because... Yeah, it was a disaster. You, you lose that. <laughs> wider view of like oh what do actual people who are very different to us think about and it's the same with like any sort of like with how sort of i don't know how to describe it because i wouldn't say like extreme politics but extreme in terms of how like polarizing it's becoming yeah and yeah it's just it's just quite sad that like places like this are popping up and i don't know i'm, I'm glad that like amazon stepped in and and like dunked it off existence you know <laughs> from their service because it's just like at least then that shows that they're doing something i do understand the argument that you know if tech companies have too much power say like traditional media has that could be an issue but it is a little scary to me I'm yeah not gonna lie. it's also like you know i want facebook to be deleting you know videos of like people getting murdered on the site i want to see like i don't want to see stuff that shouldn't be on there and i think that that goes into you know heinous views especially including like you know racism homophobia transphobia etc mm. yeah I, I think there's like two sides to this debate about deplatforming. one is yes you push push everyone onto a platform where they may radicalize themselves further uh, it's a complete echo chamber they're never getting questioned that that's true but there's also if you keep them on the mainstream platforms, they can just recruit more people because, yeah. you know, these communities tend to just fail in the end, don't they? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, yeah, obviously Parler is not doing great. Um, it's got a janky website. I don't know what it's got in terms of funding, monetization, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was gone in a year. Uh, oh, they always kind year. of fall apart. Um so yeah, it's not like just pushing them away is necessarily a bad thing. Someone like Milo Yiannopoulos, he's been deplatformed and now he's an obscure figure. Mm -hmm. Whereas before he was old. even Trump, like I don't know what the fuck Trump is doing, but I used to know what he was thinking every single hour. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like because he was he was on Twitter talking his shit. So there, there's definitely two sides to it. Um, and yeah, I get a little bit freaked out about tech companies um, deciding morals because I'm not sure their morals are always actually that great you know mm -hmm. um and the free the this idea about free speech as well i i'm almost like i think i'd probably have a different perspective if like left-wing people were getting banned uh because you'd be like well hang on like you can't just say this is a private company because it's also the basically like the forum of the world you yeah. know it's 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 kind of transcended i think like you could make an argument that this is almost sort of like a public 
forum now, you know, and, yeah. and restricting your ability to use it is kind of restricting your ability for free but speech. But I think so. you have stuff where it's like, you know, if someone was in the middle of your town, like, shouting racist stuff at the top of his voice, you'd kind of, like, you know, expect the police to, to come and take him away and maybe, like, you know, ban him from the, the area. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, I think there's there's morals and, like, ideology and then there is some stuff like you know the things I mentioned that does kind of it crosses a line where you kind of expect people in positions of power to hopefully step in and go actually no we're not gonna we're not gonna allow this on our on our platform. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not for racist tech about. Are you go ahead on. Yeah, I think it's just harder and harder more than ever because say like in your village example, um, that's like a small village with like a set amount of people and like mm. there's people you know, who are specifically there to keep it safe and whatnot. When, obviously, when you have someone like Twitter or Facebook, it's like everyone ever is on there. Yeah, yeah. And everyone ever is going to be saying different things. And a lot of that stuff could be like things that you don't necessarily want on the platform. So you kind of got to generalize your rules a lot more. And so it's not as like, I mean, it's kind of almost reminiscent of what we were talking about on the TikTok episode of people kind of getting booted off the platform for doing one thing or another. It's like, it's so generalized now just because it, it's the kind of thing that happens a lot, you know? So it's not just like you can't explore the intricacies of everything that's said. It's mm. like you just have to give it the boot because it's not following rules, mm. basically. Right. Yeah, well, what Parler does actually, like, in relation to this is they have no AI or algorithms or, or anything like that that will just, like, take down a post or something because of like it uses a certain word um mm. or the picture like gets flagged or something um they have like hundreds of unpaid moderators and if something gets flagged it does it for free yeah if uh if something gets flagged then they will just look at it and then just like a few moderators will just make the decision whether to have it on there or not because you know parlor does um it does ban accounts, it does um, take down posts if they are, like, illegal or spam or something like that, as you said. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, compared to these other companies, like, they will uh, they will use these, like, more kind of new age technology things to use it. And, you know, like, there is a point to be made that maybe an algorithm isn't, like, the perfect, um, I don't know, freedom of speech, like moderator as you say but yeah. i guess it depends like i think the legitimate concerns are just around like transparency with that if they just released the algorithm and were like look if you say like a slur then you'll just get banned like that's pretty much it it's not like this super secret ultra yeah, yeah. um complex thing where you know oh, it worked out that your last five messages like weren't that popular so we're actually <laughs> gonna ban this fourth you know, or whatever um yeah. so yeah I think uh I think definitely like it it is really good that um these tech companies like are a lot more liberal and are in like places that are a lot more liberal because if this was like if Silicon Valley just happened to be in Texas like oh my god I feel like the world would just be like a completely different area like a completely different place because yeah. so many people get their news and stuff from like Facebook and Twitter it it, it is fascinating and I I think it is a, it is a interesting debate i mean obviously i'm not really mourning um the exodus of these people <laughs> no. so we're, we're we're all pretty heavy reddit users i think um don i'm not sure if you are but, uh, bits and pieces um, yeah i mean basically years ago there was this there was fat people hate 
um there was loads of racist subs like reddit was the biggest like white nationalist community on the internet um like it had certain subreddits that had more members than any other white nationalist community like it had one called great apes which was just like a a um just like mocking it was a subreddit about just mocking black people jeez um mm. yeah and then fat people hate had like punchable faces it had all these really horrible subreddits and um reddit has kind of slowly started to take them down and then on one day it had some big exodus of them mm. um and then this other website called vote was spawned <laughs> which was a reddit clone that was just obviously shitty and slightly more janky um and it was just like it was just all of that stuff in one place yeah um so you got all like your like women haters because i can't remember there was various like anti-women ones as well i can't remember obviously but but like similarly like obviously named ones um i think there was um i don't know if this might be still around actually but there was pussy past denied which was really horrible yeah what the fuck is that it's Um, i mean it's basically like people saying that women have this like path where if they like are aggressive then like a, a man like wouldn't fight back because they're a woman oh, yeah. and this uh. is a subreddit where the men do fight back and it's yeah it's fucking horrible but... what brave brave people <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's usually like sometimes it's sometimes it's a woman getting like punched when she's punched a man or something like that but mm. other times it's more like abstract like she loses her job because of something yeah. or mm. something like that I always... but anyway it's just yeah, yeah I, guess... I, say, I see these things like i don't know like when when it used to be sort of like people who have like eating disorders and things like that and there'd be like a lot of forums about those and it's kind of like it's interesting like how ed whatever yeah like, yeah and there was like a lot of i know there's a lot of like um depression sort of like you know suicide based ones back in the old days and like it's kind of interesting when you see things like Reddit that was something that was looked quite underground, and then became like well, it's the it's the mainstream now essentially, and yeah. then it just sort of like I don't know, it's kind of good that it gets moderated in a, a way that it becomes like actually this stuff isn't acceptable because I know a lot of people will leave and like sort of re out that they can't you know look at sort of like questionable content. But then it's also that thing where it's like uh, it's like it's like the Georgia's like university analogy when it's kind of like if you see more and more of these people that like say this isn't okay and that hopefully will make you understand that it's not good to be on a you know a subreddit that wants you want to watch like a guy hit a woman because yeah. that's horrendous <laughs> and like I feel if you then are in that community and find someone else that's you not going to the university and you are in the echo chamber where you just like getting desensitized to this you know unacceptable material but you just kind of like it's becoming like the normal to you mm. definitely mm. it's really important to actually challenge these people's views and i know yeah david and don you're not a huge fan of him but like destiny the streamer like his whole thing is just debating these people and people kind of will say this is fruitless you can't debate neo-nazis and you probably can't if someone's a diehard neo-nazi they kind of have to go on that journey their own to get out of there yeah like let's be basically de-radicalized but there are people who are kind of swaying and they could be swayed into being a neo-Nazi. And those are the kind of people you have to target. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to target them usually before they get deep into parlor because then like, they're just going to get lost. They're going to get lost and then they're going to get deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. I think it's really hard when it's like... it's Again, it's this idea of debating someone that I don't like about, say, like Destiny or like the, especially with the sort of anonymity of the screen or that like barrier of the screen sort of like it's not actually getting to especially when it's something to do with say like i don't know like racial politics 
because I remember there was a thing where a, it was like a, a, a black guy who was a, like a musician so would go to like clan rallies and talk to the clansmen and like yeah. over these years he'd eventually get like you know the grand dragons and like wizards to like give them his robes because he'd yeah. change their mind just by being like there and talking that's the to only him. joe rogan episode i would recommend actually because he, yeah, he, is he is he on that yeah he talks about that it's very interesting right? yeah yeah i mean that guy's actually received a lot of criticism in the black community for doing that mm. because they kind of say like why are you wasting your fucking time that like, you could be building up the community and not worrying about these freaks yeah um and i that's an argument but i'd say like it's better than nothing like most people don't do anything so mm. like, he's, mm. he's doing something i think it's hard isn't um, it especially like again just to quickly talk about destiny it's like i don't personally like his approach and like his the style of things but i do like the fact that he does do that he because you know he was one of those people and he can understand that sort of like you know the red-pilled like internet guy who sort of gets like indoctrinated by it all when they're still in their teens to then come out of it and sort of explain that you know the world is a bigger pr- bigger place than you think mm. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah just do a good good service it, it's very easy very easy to be like a kind of teenage white guy probably like middle class and to just fall into this rabbit hole of like ben shapiro um jordan peterson like videos yeah, and yeah. content and just get like completely enamored with these ideas that just i don't know they're just not true and like not really reflective of like a reality but they'll watch them and be like oh my god all these social justice warriors like yeah, yeah. you can't even be saying mr potato head is a mister now like they want to censor everything and mm. there are a lot of these platforms where it is just really easy just to get a little bit reminded of that i, I remember when i was on reddit during like fat people hate getting like the number one um post like most days like most days fat people hate will be on the front page of reddit and i remember like i was a lot younger then and i would look at a post and it'd be an overweight person who like does something really scummy like they scam somebody or Mm -hmm. something like that and i would look at it and i'd be like angry at them because like obviously they're like a horrible person Yeah, yeah and obviously that's that must like subconsciously be relating to like some you know inner thought of like relating fat people to like people who are lazy or people that are like scummy and stuff um yeah so like it's definitely like just something that it can be if it is available and if it is just there the way the internet works you just see everything if you're scrolling through twitter you just see it you don't choose to look at a post and if it's just a very subtle like hateful thing it can really uh you know really add up like over the years that's kind of what I was going to say in regards to going back. It's also a slight bit to what David was saying. His issue with some of Destiny's content is that I think it's kind of loosely because it's surrounded by this like Twitch, YouTube like bubble of memes and and kind of winning and focusing yeah. on like the wrong things. Like to so say, like I can imagine a lot of people who sit into Destiny's debates. They're not there to necessarily like listen to an interesting discussion. It's for the memes and for someone to win and for someone to get owned yeah. and like all this kind of shit. And I think that's the same thing that washes off on like you're talking about some like sixteen year old kids going onto YouTube and the videos that they find of Ben Shapiro, like Ben Shapiro owns owns, fem- owns feminist or mm. Jordan Peterson destroys, you know, like university student or whatever, you know, it's always phrased that way. 
And so, like, there's, like, an entertainment value that comes from it, and it's a bit more light-hearted when what you're actually seeing is something that's a bit more, I don't know, sinister yeah, in a way. I feel like it is needed. Like, I feel like the best way to combat these um, conservative, like, owning compilations or whatever, like, where, like, a conservative would, quote-unquote, like, own a feminist, is just to have the opposite. It's just to have, like a feminist like destroying ben shapiro or something you know like mm. i i honestly think like the people who are interested and are drawn to those types of videos will just i don't know it's just good for them to see like the other points of view i kind of disagree on that just fully on a point of view where i don't think a ben shapiro fan will like see ben shapiro getting owned by like a feminist because they'll always kind of think that ben shapiro wins because the the, the style of like talking quickly throwing lots of like logical things yeah out but there. if the feminist does that then it's you know i don't know because i think there's ben... a bias there already because they you know they won they don't like the stereotype they've been yeah. watching like ben shapiro's like constant or i know again no you guys are not a fan of like Hassan, so that's what he's but like i'm that's exactly it i much prefer like you know i think you need both like the debate lord kind of style but then it's also good to have like i don't know you know or you see on the joe rogan when joe rogan has like a cool comedy friend on the podcast and he like dunks on Shapiro by calling him a nerd it's like that's you need that stuff too because it's like you know i think people like ben shapiro or like jordan peterson need to be called out for being like stupid and like being like dorks and and things like that because i don't know i think it but can this, help this, them this only like works stupid. when you're already on this their side like no like if you if you believe in ben shapiro's ideas and you think he's actually like the intellectual and he's correct and his arguments are good and someone calls him short no one's you're like okay no no i don't mean like, like that's someone around it. i mean like when you if you have someone else that you you know you like for a different reason like a like a musician or like a like an actor or whatever when they come out and just say like oh that guy's a you know a loser he's you know his views yeah, are but horrendous it's, that's it's very i think what caitlin's saying is very easy to brush off if it is like an attack on his appearance or something but when it is focused around uh i don't know like opinions that he has then it's a lot more impactful I don't know. Mm. I think I think that you need both. To, I think you need both to be honest. I'm not saying that I want someone to like you know, hurl abuse at Ben Shapiro as much as I would love that. I think it's much more like I don't know. It's like the the cool kid at school being like, nah, that guy's like that guy's not cool, you know. Yeah, but the cool kid to you is like someone you think is cool because you you already kind of agree with them. Like yeah, some people think that Jordan Peterson is the coolest fucking dude and they're going to be uh, going to just be swayed to his ideas. But like the point is that um I don't know Faraday speaks who's this big like de-radicalization guy who was like a huge neo-nazi type not maybe not a neo-nazi but he's like kind of a white supremacist um he, he he was a huge fan of Lauren Southern who if you don't know is like a big white nationalist wanker and um he watched her go on Destiny and that was the start of his de-radicalization oh, nice. because he was like, oh, wait, her arguments actually aren't really holding up <laughs> and Destiny's winning rhetorically as well. Mm. So Ben Shapiro is popular because he always looks like he wins rhetorically, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you're like a college student and you're standing up in an audience and Ben Shapiro is just like fast talking you, you're never going to keep up. You're, when he throws out a statistic or whatever, you've got nothing. Yeah, because he says um, like fucking like in 20 seconds, he'll say like 50 like questionable things that you can't pin down because he's thinking like this very quickly and he's talking about like how Marxists are bad. Yeah, so and then you know you don't even have time. Yeah, you and you know he's probably going to ask you to sit down. Next question. So like you always look like you've lost. So when you have someone who can, 
you know, actually win those debates, like, at least you're getting, you know, it's good, I think. It's, yeah. it's something. I get what you mean. Because, um, yeah, and a lot of those kind of... And we actually referenced it. Say, like, if we got Alex Jones on the show, like, he would <laughs> he would run circles around us. Like, obviously, he, he believes yeah. and thinks a lot of dumb shit. But, like, he would make us look like idiots. Just because, say... He would sometimes throw out things that were so questionable and so <laughs> and so odd and so wrong almost that even you would probably question whether or not that's right in the heat of the moment just because it's he throws it out with such confidence and, yeah. and like you know carelessness. I imagine that's then a you sl- look into it. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. Well, hang on. It's you can't pin that down job, at the moment, right? like you say. Like Ben Shapiro, his his whole life is just dedicated towards owning liberals, like. He's yeah. going to have so many rebuttals and so many, like, pretty shaky talking points, but that would just happen to, like, look at the time as if they were kind of, like, beating what you were saying, when in reality yeah. it's, it's, like, not based on fact. But I mean, he's a lawyer, right, as well. Mm. It's like, he literally has the perfect skill set, skill set to... Uh, like, and that's why, you know, I, I do stuff. think someone like Destiny, who does debate conservatives... Uh, is good because they can spend their whole lives like coming up with the zingers and everything like that um yeah we need our own zingers dude yeah. but yeah anyway uh, back to kind of like what we were talking about we always get onto these uh tangents no i was gonna but... say like a good like a thing of like because obviously we couldn't get onto parlor but how much do you think because parlor is, is supposed to be this like civil discourse like debate style like platform do you think there's actually any like real debate stuff on there or do you think it's just like you know, people on the right patting each other on the back. Oh, it's not. It's not. I've 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 looked at it. I've looked at a lot of videos, a lot of like articles talking about it. It's just loads of QAnon, loads of people just shouting out their opinions and everybody else agreeing with it. It's very echo chambery. It's just mostly conservative people. Um, there's no discourse. There's no debate. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably true. The right are remarkably united in a, in a lot of ways, yeah, which really is are. the left is. Mm like horribly divided um and that's one of the right strengths that they they're happy with someone who's not exactly you know if you're a white nationalist trump isn't exactly your guy right he's mm. not a white nationalist but you'll fucking take him yeah whereas we are like we're about to hang biden for like every single thing he does and like get rid of him like fuck him that's very true he's not a socialist it's yeah. always like um, that. even here it's like with keir starmer and it's like he's not as, he's not like jeremy corbyn and he's like doing an awful job and it's like yeah, dude yeah, might actually like get elected though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, he he's electable. Like they'd rather have like purity yeah. or nothing, you know. Whereas the right are just like anything's good for us, man. We'll take it. Yeah. So anything that's yeah. not that, basically, it's yeah. almost yeah. It's I guess like the the left, us included, I guess would love to live in like an ideal world instead of thinking more ends justify the means. In a sense, yeah. like obviously, like pragma- pragmatism. Yeah, like we want Corbyn, and we would have liked Bernie if we were in that situation as well. But I mean, we know that's not the case, and it probably wouldn't work. And that in our case, with what's his name, Keir Starmer, or, or Keir Starmer, Starmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sense of it, he's probably like at the moment our best bet, even though I don't really like him that much. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like fine. Yeah, yeah. but, but you know, it's it, really fucking hard when you consider that compromise includes like bombing afghani villages you know 
like but it's what we have to do yeah. like, there's, there's like we can either just like circle jerk and and just like live in our like debate like these incredibly specific issues or we can actually try and get stuff done in a, in a progressive way or we can just have a fucking like revolution if we really want <laughs> but like you know it's not going to turn out great either yeah basically you know, like... <laughs> i guess it's just the rhetoric right because like yeah i'd vote for labor like pretty much you know even if the candidate isn't like super 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 leftist but mm. i mean i'm definitely gonna like complain about all the horrible shit that um you know like establishment left would do for sure mm. i think it's about getting the the like the pendulum swinging back in the the right direction is the way i always look at it and be like mm. okay let's let's get our guy in first and then push him for more you know more progressive views and things like that but at the moment it's just yeah. like you're going up against a, like a literal clown with like stupid hair who's just like saying and doing whatever he wants and like he's popular because he's funny and it's like man yeah. how do you fight that but it's rough dude we were so fucking close bernie corbyn like oh so in the first election that he did he did he did better than anyone thought and there were people like holy shit but then oh wait no he hates jewish people okay right i think that I was mean, in part because theresa may was also dreadful and was basically an alien True, but like he did so. The election was so bad last time. Yeah, <laughs> it was like so bad. Yeah. bad. It's kind of like what David was saying earlier, but um, obviously we were stuck on Twitter when that was happening, and it was full of people saying, "This is it. This is the time." And then you go to the to the voting thing, and it's like, "Fuck! I think this is it. I think this is going to happen." Yeah. And then you wake yeah. up to like the worst result ever the next morning. I remember speaking to my dad, and I was just like, "Fuck! Like this is shit. Like I fucking hate this. Like this yeah. is terrible." And then him, who's not stuck on the the Twitter world, is like, "Well, you know, like it happens, basically. Like being yeah. very blasé about it." And it's like, "Fuck! Have I just been caught up in this weird shit?" Yeah, and I'm like, hope. "This is just what the general public think." Like it's very odd. Like, Got caught up in that like No Man's Sky cyberpunk hype. <laughs> yeah dude i mean yeah i think you you voted in brighton didn't you Doug? yeah that's right yeah yeah like you going there every single person's voting yeah. like green or labor yeah 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 and like you know i was voting in like south london i looked around people like labor stickers i'm like oh, this is, are we gonna are we gonna win yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it's just like oh wait actually no not not at all yeah not Definitely remotely lose. Yeah. yeah so yeah um pretty depressing <laughs> but yeah i mean things are things are on the up okay um, in some ways, <laughs> Trump twenty twenty four, Trump twenty twenty four, guys, yeah. it's gonna yeah. happen. Thanks to Parler. Well, no one will be yeah. able to know that he's running because he won't be able to tweet it. So <laughs> only only people only people with an American phone number on Parler will be able to know. <laughs> yeah, he he would actually be at a serious disadvantage if he didn't have Twitter. I think in an election, I think there would even be an argument to say that he should be reinstated. Um, on Twitter, because he's he yeah, if I mean like candidate. kind of like at least like a de- democratic like argument that even if you don't agree with someone, you can't just like silence them. God, like yeah. Way. I mean, what happens then if it is actually like he becomes presidential candidate again? Because let's face it, like Twitter did just effectively ban Trump because he was at the end of his tenor and not because yeah, ultimately yeah, yeah. they disagreed with him. And so if he was to come back into the frame again, is it just a case of well, fuck? Like we kind of have to show people what he's on about a bit honestly there might be an argument yeah yeah because yeah. it's like if you it's can't ban one. the president right because of like i'm sure there are a lot of laws about that in the same way that when the like army was like on twitch they couldn't like block people from like commenting on them but 
if he's just yeah. like a candidate, like I don't know, there'll be so much pressure from the right and the like, you know, the the traditional news media. Mm. That, oof, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't even know where I stand on it personally. I mean, obviously, like pragmatically, I just want him off, and I'd be fine with that. But yeah, yeah. Morally, I'm not sure where where I'd stand. If you do believe in democracy, it's yeah. But it is the thing of where it is like because it's not just again we sort of circled around to the beginning where it's like it's not just like terms of service. It's the stuff where he's like. You know, he was essentially banned from Twitter for, like, inciting a riot, which is kind of just like, damn, you know. It's like, is he allowed back on just because he's running? Like, should any, you know, potentially dodgy guy running for any sort of political position be allowed on any platform to say what they want? Say, like, if someone was running Mm. for, like, a local council, is that technically, you know, should they be allowed to have, like, a a platform? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a, a really tough one. Um, okay, we're running a little bit long, so mm-hmm. let's, let's wrap it up here. All right, so Don, what is our uh, social media? You, What's our parlor? You can email us <laughs> at podunderthe.heatlamp.com. You can hit us up on Twitter and parlor at Heatlamp Podcast. And um, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Under the Heatlamp. We did actually take a brief chance to try and find some significant people who are on parlor, and we didn't come back with many results at mm-hmm. all. Like, it doesn't seem like people actually go on there to use it as, like, a, you know, a terms of advertisement or whatever. It's yeah. purely just, like, I don't know, if you believe some weird shit, then feel free to go on parlor. Um, yeah, well, we did find Gary Wales. That's true, yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Gary hero. Wales. Gary famous Wales. Game, Game of Thrones yeah, actor. Yeah. Gary Wales of, of, from Game of Thrones, which you probably went Game of Thrones fame. before. Yeah, he was um, a fray. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just checking emails, actually, so... I didn't have it loaded up beforehand. Okay, I mean, this is this is assume there isn't any. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, this could be it. I could could open yeah, it up to loads just, of just emails. Just know, for if next there episode. is an under the heat lamp parlor account, that is not us, because uh, <laughs> as, as you know, we we can't. We tried. Our we hardest. tried. Um, so I don't know. Give them a message and ask like, what what the fuck? What the deal is? What mm. if there's another under the heat lamp podcast, which is like a right wing led one, and it's like four guys in America? Oh my god. <laughs> really right leaning yeah okay well uh, no emails right now no emails no emails no (laughs) okay well on that note um, goodbye everybody see you next week for 50 bye yeah see you later Bye. Bye. bye bye